0: This is KoreaScape on TBS EFM 101.3 in Seoul. Mondays, it's all about the good life. We are chasing those pursuits and habits and pastimes that we think contribute to a happy, And wonderful life, whether it's physical, mental, emotional. And today we are just getting into the kitchen and finding out uh, about Korean comfort food with the help of Michelin Digital, Michelin Guide Digital Editor, Yerika Park. Hi, Yerika. Good morning. How'd you like those temperatures this morning? Uh, nippy. A little nippy. It was definitely a bluster. You know, I could hear Ned Stark saying winter is coming.
1: Winter is here. Winter is here. (laughs)
0: The White Walkers are not far behind. Oh gosh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm nerding out.
1: Yeah, you are.
0: So, Korea is a good winter country. Mm-hmm. Fall and winter. This is a comfort food kind of landscape, for culinary sure. speaking.
1: Yes, um, we can officially say that the winter is here. Mm. Um, when I when I I don't know when I wake up in the morning and I just open the windows. It's my usual routine. I open all the windows and let like, the fresh air in. Um, I kind of get a feel for what I want to eat.
0: Mm, but, just by the first rush yeah, of air, yeah, the temperature.
1: And yeah, one of the first thoughts that I had this morning when I got up was a hot bowl of soup. Yes, and uh, what better, what better soup is there or more comforting than a bowl of like dumpling soup? I can't think. it.
0: and maybe some duck in there as well.
1: And that's one of my go-to winter meals. Mm-hmm. It's like a one-dish meal or one-bowl meal, should I say? Because it's soup. Um, it's super comforting. It's delicious and. Um, it's hearty. It's it's everything good in a bowl.
0: Is it the best my soup? Body craves. It? Yeah. It's it's the best morning soup. That's for mm-hmm. sure. Because um, it's usually not spicy, right? It's usually sort of… Oh, it's pretty mild, yes. Mild. It's kind of, uh, you know, there's that whole book series, uh, Chicken Noodle Soup for the Soul or Chicken Soup for the Soul. This yes. is kind of like Mandu Guk for the yeah, Soul. That's exactly. the Korean version.
1: And uh, it's really interesting. Every culture around the world has their own dumplings. Uh, mandu, and uh, from South America the empanadas to the samosas in India, to the wontons in China, mm. to the gyoza in Japan. We have mandu here, yes, exactly. And then the the potato dumplings. I mean dumplings. Mm. Dumplings take on different forms in different cultures, but uh, the potato dumplings in Germany, they're a staple there. And uh, there's also like similar like doughy, boiled doughs that uh, Africans eat sure. in many parts of Africa as well. Whether I mean, it's a ravioli at or, the end of the day is Exactly. A too. Oh, it's like tortellini season yeah. in Italy. Uh, if you go to the Emilia-Romagna region of Italy, uh, they they have these things called Tortellini in brodo. Okay. Brodo means literally broth. Wow. So it's a clear broth. And we have like those tiny little dumplings floating in there. What's and inside the tortellinis? Oh, it can be anything. It can be like meat filled, uh-huh. um, cheese, uh, spinach, anything, squash. It really, it, it really.
0: Whatever you got. There's really. no
1: limit. Yeah, exactly.
0: Is that the idea of dumplings to kind of use up your remaining stuff?
1: You know what? To say that. Um, dumplings take a lot of work, actually. A lot of work goes into making Korean dumplings, for example. Mm. Um, you know, you've pr- pretty much tried like all kinds of dumplings. There's like meat-filled dumplings and kimchi-filled dumplings, North Korean-style dumplings, Chinese-style dumplings, whatnot. But uh, the typical ingredients for mandu, it requires a lot of ingredients, actually. There's no rules, but uh, there's typically ground pork or ground meat of some sort. Uh, there's mung beans, chopped Aged kimchi, which you can use as mm-hmm. is. Those are the like the spicy version. But mm-hmm. what my mother does at home is she, she rinses out all the spices in water. So it's basically white, but it, they still maintain that like really sour you know, flavor.
0: Sort of hose off the kimchi so that all the chili flakes are gone, but it's right. got that essence.
1: It still has that funky fermented flavor, the sourness as well. Uh, green onions or Chinese chives are common ingredients. Garlic, ginger, of course. Aromatics are very important in making dumplings. And uh, a lot of the times, Koreans like to put tofu in there, mashed tofu. That makes sense. Right. It, the, the, tofu acts as a kind of a binder. When you make like Chinese Dumplings, uh, you you know, they usually add in like sort of like a starch element, like cornstarch or something, a little bit of water in there to bind all the elements together. Mm. So tofu acts as the binder. Did Koreans come up
0: with... uh Dumplings, do you reckon?
1: Well, actually, according to uh, the 14th century records, mandu had already been introduced to Korea via Central Asia.
0: Oh, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, so Koreans were already eating dumplings, and it was mentioned mm. in various historical records during the Koryo era. And, uh, you know, they had different names back in the days, like sanghua or Kyuja until the mid-Joseon dynasty. Um, it became a specialty, a real local specialty of what is... The present North Korea, pyongando and uh, Hamgyongdo regions because uh, wheat and buckwheat were the, were the staple crops up north. They were mm. cultivated up there and uh, they were the main ingredients used to make the dumpling skin, mm. the wraps.
0: Yeah, if you got that wheat or buckwheat flour, mm-hmm. which is easy to store. Uh, you can make up dumplings very quickly.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, dumplings were a delicacy. Like, in court, they used to serve, like, summer dumplings made with uh, just, like, really simple summer vegetables like, you know, zucchini and uh, shiitake mushrooms, like, soaked. And they would steam these, and uh, they would serve it, like, cold even, in a cold broth. And uh, it's, it's it's a summer delicacy. So... Whether it's like eaten in the summer or winter, there there are different versions for the different seasons. but for me, Manduguk is a winter dish it's for sure. Well we've got our first
0: like we said dish. our bluster of winter, yeah, and um, so you opened the window and said, "Ooh, it's mandugook day yeah." And uh, so we're talking about heavy sort of artillery dumplings with uh, sort of a thicker um, wrapping, is that right?
1: Uh, for where?
0: For like winter dumplings. I'm trying to... S- what characterizes a good winter mandu? Oh, when
1: I... W- the reason I say winter dumpling, it's because it's mainly the broth. It's mm. usually like uh, made with bones, bone broth made with sagur, or it can be made with just the meats, like brisket, for example. If you boil just the brisket, for mm. example, the meat, the the broth tends to get a little bit more clear than mm. when you boil the bones. When you boil the bones, it becomes like milky white. Kind of like, cloudy, solon solon right. kind of like solon Right, exactly thing. Yeah. like that. But I mean, there are different versions and uh, it's it completely like, you know, depending on your preference. Mm. But uh, at my house, I, I think we do both ways. Like the, the cloudy, the super rich beef broth or even the clearer version. I, I like both. Okay. Or you can just boil them in water, actually. That's what my mother does. She's uh, from North Korea.
0: From what became North Korea.
1: Yes, from what became North Korea. Yes, thank you for correcting me. <laughs> and uh, yes, uh, what she does is she likes to boil the dumplings in just water, and she serves them in little bowls with a little bit of the boiling water, mm. and then she dumps a little bit of rice in there, and she mashes everything together, dumplings.
0: Wait a minute. Now you, now you're challenging my reality here. She mashes the dumplings up.
1: Yeah. And mixes it in with the rice and the the water that the dumplings were boiled in. Mixes everything together, drops a few spoonfuls of the soy sauce, mm. and eats it like that. Kind of like a soup, actually. That
0: sounds delicious. Except I don't understand why you would go to the trouble of making discrete dumplings if you just well, gonna not mash, mash it.
1: like finely mash, but she just kind of mash. lightly mashes okay. it. Okay,
0: uh, yeah, I can roll with that. Mm-hmm. Um, do you make mandu with your mom a lot?
1: Um, well, I don't live with her, so. Yeah,
0: when you Uh, guys cook together,
1: Chuseok, yeah, really, uh, those holidays. Yes, I always we always make mandu. But when I'm at home, I often make mandu. I I mix um, shrimp and pork together. I like to make like the Chinese style dumplings with lots of of Chinese chives, sesame oil, uh, ginger. That's my go-to mandu recipe. I don't put too much in there. It's just pretty straightforward: pork, shrimp, Chinese chives, sesame oil, and ginger.
0: I have a bit of a dumpling issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm kind of like a goldfish in that if there are du- dumplings in front of me, I will yeah. continue eating them until I float upside oh, down.
1: Seriously, I will just sit there and eat them, and I will lose count. So what I do is I <laughs> consciously like I count, count the number of dumplings that I place in my bowl, or else I would just like eat for- eat them forever. You just
0: eat until you pass out. Shaolong mm-hmm. Bao are like the most sublime oh, the soup dumplings. dumplings. Soup dumplings. They've They're got, so yeah. good. I mean. Uh, not everybody's kind of up to speed on mm-hmm. how to eat them, right? I mean, my friend and I, we went to Taiwan and we built sort of a great wall right. of Xiaolongbao steamers. We couldn't even see each other. Oh That's how gosh. many we ordered. You know, what that to-
1: sight alone, just imagining it, makes me so happy right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and they, like you said, they're soup dumplings, so they have liquid soup mm-hmm. in them. And I think you're supposed to take a little nip out of the corner. Uh, and let the soup kind of, you're supposed to sip the soup out and then eat the dumpling right. with vinegar.
1: I mean, yeah, that's one of the ways of eating it. I think everyone has a different way of eating like mm. those uh, Xiaolongbao soup dumplings, mm. but that's how I eat it too. I take a little bit of, I take, tear a little bit of the skin, mm. drink the soup, and then I put a little bit of the, the ginger and the soy sauce on the dumpling and go. then eat it together.
0: Oh, man. There's, there's one or two places in town to get Xiaolongbao. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's about time. Right. I haven't had them in years.
1: <laughs> well, um, you're from the U.S. Mm. Americans eat dumplings too. I mean, they don't look like Korean dumplings, but they're called dumplings. Yeah. Are you used to eating dumplings back home?
0: Not really. I Not have to really. Say my first dumpling experience would have been um, dim sum in Hong Kong. You know the
1: okay.
0: uh, hargao, the shrimp ones. Sure.
1: So when when you hear the word dumplings for you, it's it's basically the Asian, Asian. style dumplings, like with a filling and the thin wrapper.
0: And if you want to be creative in your thinking, Mm -hmm. you could say raviolis are dumplings. But, you know, the dumpling – when you say the word dumpling, I think of an Asian dumpling.
1: Okay. Um, But then – you know those, like, doughy balls? I mentioned the potato dumplings that the Germans like to eat. The staple Mm. there – they're the Viennese staples Mm. as well. Um, I'm going to mention a version that the the Viennese eat often. But uh, chicken and dumplings are actually a common comfort food in the southern and midwestern states of the United States as well. Right. So basically, um, chicken and dumplings, it's a dish – Consisting of like dumplings, which are basically biscuit dough, which is a mixture of flour, you know, some sort of shortening and liquid, mm. whether it's water, milk, buttermilk, or chicken stock, and then they they're just rolled out flat, or they can be formed into a ball, and then they're dropped into chicken soup. Okay. Yeah. So they're they're a little bit heavier than the Asian style dumplings because it's literally a ball of dough that's been cooked. These are boiled.
0: like matzo balls.
1: Very similar to matzah balls, actually. The Jewish um, the Jewish
0: thing, which are crushed up, instead of perhaps using uh, biscuit flour, maybe you use crushed up matzahs. Is that? Yeah, yeah.
1: that's exactly it. Their Matzah balls are made with matzah meal. Uh, if you don't know what matzah is, they're basically an unleavened flatbread mm-hmm. that is part of the Jewish cuisine and it forms an integral part of the Passover festival. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're literally like flat, you know, unleavened. Uh, bis- They're big crackers. Crackers, They're actually. really big crackers. So it's ground up. That's the matzo meal. And then people add eggs, water, um, fat, schmaltz, which is uh, chicken Goose fat. or fat yeah, or Jew- chicken, yeah. Exactly, um, which add a distinct flavor to it. And that's basically matzo ball, and that's dropped into a chicken broth. Mm. Yeah. Okay, matzo, matzo ball big, soup. a uh, Jewish tradition. Have you ever tried malt, uh, matzo-, matzo ball and yeah. Chicken soup, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, uh, I've I even made matzo balls. Have you
1: back in the days? I used to date a Jewish
0: <laughs> guy. <laughs> um, I've been, to, I haven't been to a lot of Passover dinners, uh-huh. but I've had, uh, you know, a little bit this and that, right. Of uh, Jewish cuisine. Um, interesting stuff, you know, comfort food.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely comforting.
0: The matzo ball stuff is, and then gefilte fish and stuff. You
1: know, like if that. you just hear the description, if you think of like boiled dough, it doesn't particularly sound very appetizing, no. does it? It just like well, sounds depends, really like dense. Yeah. But matzo balls, for example, they can be made as light or as heavy as you want. Mm. Uh, sometimes they're called like the super hardcore matzo ball eaters. They call them floaters or sinkers, depending <laughs> on how heavy or light they are. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Floaters, I, I would want the sinkers. You
1: wouldn't want the sinkers?
0: I don't like food that floats. Oh, really? I really don't. I, I don't eat cereal that floats. That's one of my idiosyncrasies. Uh, there are oh, certain so like brands heavier... of cereal that, that float, and I, right. can't, I can't stand that.
1: Don't most cereals float?
0: No. I mean, if, they, if they're if they like little rings and they have air in them, they float all across right. the top. Like, uh, you know, okay. they're trying to swim across the top. I so like cereal like, to sink.
1: Like muesli? Like the heavier that stuff? That kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah. Or, or flakes.
0: Even flakes will sink right. after a okay. while. I don't want my cereal to float.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Um, so you were in Hong Kong for a while, weren't you? Mm-hmm. So how many bowls of wonton soup had, did Countless. you eat while you were there, Countless. Right?
0: Wonton and noodles. Noodle soup. Yep.
1: Those egg noodles that are really firm and And fish thin. ball.
0: Fish ball Yum. and wonton. You mm-hmm. know, that's like, it's, it's almost free. They almost pay you to eat it.
1: Right. But when we say like Chinese dumplings, it's just really a generic term because Mm -hmm. each region of China has its own variation of wonton. Uh, Beijing, wonton, Sichuan, Hubei, Jiang'an, Jiangxi, and all these different provinces like Canton, Guangdong Mm -hmm. provinces, they all have their own distinct uh, versions of um, wontons. But I think the the variety that most people are familiar to who are not Chinese Mm. are the Cantonese style.
0: Which are kind of pinched together and they have a bit of a flap, a noodle flap, on and them. they're
1: filled with like shrimp or yeah. um, pork. Light tastes. Yes, exactly. Served with thin noodles in the soup, mm-hmm. right? And uh, Shanghai, Shanghai style wontons is also um, really well known as well. The filling is often made with minced meat, usually pork. Um, there's like bok choy in there. Uh, it's served in chicken soup. It's it's really interesting how all these different cultures serve these dumplings in chicken based soup. Sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, well, because the other ones are probably too heavy. Maybe
1: you think so? Well, Korean Korean dumpling soup isn't that heavy. The no. the the beef broth, mm. especially the clear, lighter version. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, uh, the further north you go with dumplings in China, the heavier they get. There, by the time you get up to northeastern China and you know Korean autonomous areas, right. they're like submarines.
1: Do you think it has something to do with the weather, the climate? Most definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it's freezing cold, so you want something to stick. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's one of the reasons why we crave these, like, sort of, like, really heavy, hearty food Mm -hmm. in the wintertime as well, because our body needs that fat. You know, the the heavy stuff. Thailand. um, All of these are, like, Chinese-influenced. But if you move on to Europe, I mentioned, like, these Viennese dumplings that are also served in chicken stock, and they're made with um, semolina flour. And um, usually... A bowl of uh, these uh, semolina uh, soup dumplings come with like three three balls of dumplings because they're usually served as an appetizer before the heavier stuff like, you know, Wiener Schnitzel <laughs> with mm-hmm. uh, potato dumplings and um, the, like before dumpling the heavy fare. Yeah, way. yeah. Um, it's very common. And that this sort of like dumpling soup is served in the the southern end of Germany as well, okay. in Bavaria. Sure. Yeah.
0: In the sort of Germany that people think about, the mm-hmm. tourist Germany, yeah. we like to call it. Right. Yeah.
1: And um, we mentioned the tortellini soup in uh, Italy. I mm-hmm. oh, love that stuff. So mm. good. It just it's, it's a meal on its own. Um, just imagine like tiny little dumplings. They're smaller than the Chinese dumplings, you know, in the dumpling soup.
0: In an Italian context, I don't know how I feel about dumplings in soup. I, 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 I feel like I would rather toss it around in something, in pesto. In a sauce. Or...
1: But this is literally like a, a clean broth. Mm. It's, it's a clear, it's almost like a consomme style. Yeah. Super clean, really light broth. And then um, moving on to Africa, not many people are familiar with like African-style dumplings. Mm. But um, I am it's... definitely not. You're not. But what they're made with is, you know, basically the staple crops that are available Um, in that region. For example, in Ghana, they're made with uh, boiled cassava. And uh, in Nigeria, these dumplings are commonly made with yam.
0: Cassava is like a tuber, kind of like a potato?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. There are so many different terminologies for this, like, root vegetable cassava. Mm. Um, This is the stuff they get the tapioca from. Uh. Yeah, tapioca is basically the starch of the cassava. They're called yuca. In Uh South America. And uh, they're basically consumed like potatoes. They can be like cut into sticks and like fried.
0: You know how many years I believed when I was a kid that Mm -hmm. tapioca was fish eyes? (laughs) Somebody told me.
1: Where in the world did you get that idea from? That's very (laughs) random. Somebody said,
0: hey, tapioca, Uh it's fish eyes. And I believed them for years. Oh, no. When I was a little boy. So
1: basically when you drink bubble tea, those little bubbles at the bottom, they're made with tapioca. They're tapioca pearls.
0: They're like little starch balls. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm. And so a larger version of that would be an African dumpling, right?
1: Yeah, I, I, pretty much. And uh, they're not consumed like, in, you know, as a, as a soup. They're mostly thrown into stews and just boiled and eaten as a side dish mm. with a, a protein, like mm-hmm. a meat dish. Okay. But uh, they're commonly consumed there as well. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. And they, they, they're they made of these uh, tubers, cassavas mm-hmm. and things. I go by... Uh, uh, an African restaurant in Itaewon. I've not stopped yet. I want to.
1: Where is that?
0: It's kind of like uh, behind, if you're facing towards a Hangangjin, towards the right side okay. behind that back street. Mm-hmm. And they've got these exotic sounding foods up there. Uh, fufu and uh, plantains and yeah. stuff like that and other words that don't come to mind. Right. I've really got to get familiar with that food. Lots I would, I, of
1: uh, meat, peanut stews. Oh yeah, peanut, I love stews. African peanut stews. Wonderful. Wonderful, yeah.
0: Peanut stew. It may sound a little weird at first, but uh, the peanuts kind of boil down almost right. like a starch, don't mm-hmm. they?
1: I think like pretty much all the African cultures, like especially on the West Coast, they have this uh, stew mm. made with peanuts. Mm. Um, yeah. I once bought plantains
0: so- thinking that they were bananas because they look a lot like bananas, mm-hmm. and I tried to, eat a, you know, plantain yeah. like a banana. That's not a good idea.
1: You know, when I was in South, when I was traveling through South America, um, I was often served plantain chips at that the restaurants. Awesome. And you know what? When I took a bite, they look like bananas, right? Sliced bananas fried. But uh-huh. when you taste it, it's not sweet at all. It's very starchy. Yeah, and they're seasoned with like salt, and they're better than potato chips. Mm. And I love potato chips. It's something that I plantain ate a lot chips. while I was down there.
0: Yeah, mm. you spent a lot of time in Africa.
1: Uh in Africa. Well, I was born in North Africa. Really. Did I know that? I don't think I knew that. Maybe. I was born in Morocco, so. Oh, wow. And then I traveled through Africa uh, for about three months or so.
0: That's, I we, I was just speaking with some Africans yesterday, mm-hmm. and I said my goal for these next five years is to end my unfamiliarity with Africa. I'd like to set foot in Africa. That's oh, wonderful. And I'd like to see a bit of it, and I'd like to also learn about it. I can't it. say
1: I've seen the entire continent because it's a huge continent, it's, but. <laughs> you can fit
0: the United States several exactly. times over in yeah. there.
1: Yeah. Right. Those world maps can be very deceiving. But anyways, we did digressed. We were talking about dumplings. We were talking about African dumplings. And then, yeah. Um, what are you going to have for lunch today?
0: <laughs> you know, it was a long weekend, so I'm going to get something a bit greasy. And oh, then yeah? I'm going to take a nap. Then oh, gonna I was
1: going to try to persuade you to
0: go get some African dumpling dumplings. dumplings You know, I no, made Korean manduku. Yeah. I'm not going to do guk, but I mm-hmm. might steam some mandu. That you know, the really thing
1: good. is, guk can be a seasonal dish in many of the restaurants. Uh-huh. It's They serve it during winter only because it's a little bit too heavy and too hot to eat in the summertime. Like especially the naengmyeon restaurants, like North Korean style, like Pyongyang naengmyeon restaurants, they often serve guk in the wintertime. It's a seasonal dish.
0: It's it's sort of my go-to comfort food mm-hmm. soup. You know, you boil a chicken, yep. strip the meat off, and then throw in whatever you want. I mm-hmm. usually throw in kim and a few mandu, and a few dalk.
1: Oh, you add in some, like, toasted cumin there? I do. Kind of last
0: minute to salt it up. Sure. And to give it a little bit of uh, texture. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. It's, yeah. it's It's perfect, sort of, uh, ward off a cold food.
1: And, you know, I just want to say that a lot of people kind of get... St- freaked out about making mandu from scratch at home but it's really it doesn't really require that much time if you're making mandu for like 20 people of course but for a small family of three or four even two it takes no time that's
0: that's erica park talking no ordinary mortals really are intimidated including me you
1: go to supermarket they already sell like pre-made like dumpling skins
0: don't freak out about the mandu (laughs) you can do it erica says so thank you i'll see you again soon
1: bye